And we are back. Welcome back to But Make It Hallmark. You're still here with me, Patty, and I'm here with my co-host, Chingai. Hey, Chingai. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas in November now. <laughs> <laughs> We've made it to November, guys. And if you hear me coughing through this, it's a, I'm going to give you a heads up. I finally, COVID finally got me after uh, almost three years of this uh, wonderful hellscape. And so if I'm coughing, I'm sorry, but I couldn't not record this week because Chingai, what a week it has been for our Christmas movies. I admire your determination and commitment to our cause, <laughs> but I also admire Hallmark Channel and Hallmark Movies and Mysteries for what was, I think, for, for, for like a first in Hallmark history. This is the first weekend or the first episode or the first time ever wherein we are covering a series of movies for one weekend wherein not one failed us. Guys, I can't believe this. Not one was meh. Everything had a high point. We are grading on a curve and still they did not let us down. Hallmark is leaving it all out on the field. Is that what they call it in sports terms? I don't know, but I'm loving it. It, it makes the uh, sore throat and coughing through the movies worth it because, my goodness, Hallmark did not come to play. And with that, we're going to start and kick things off with our first movie for this episode from Miracles of Christmas, Christmas Bedtime Stories, starring Aaron Cahill, Steve Lund, Charlie Weber, and Alice Comer. When Danielle is left to raise her daughter after her husband goes MIA and is presumed dead, she begins to tell her daughter bedtime stories of her father. Tell me a story about daddy. Kobe was a hero. My entire heart is with you. I feel like something's holding me back. But the truth is, none of us know what tomorrow will bring. Miracles of Christmas, Chingai always has some sort of military aspect to it. And this time around, of course, big trope, we've got military. They they went a step further and really, they did it. They kind of almost hit the uh, My Grown Up Christmas List territory where they almost got her on, they were on the base. <laughs> um, and she was questioning, Erin uh, Cahill was questioning the general's uh, tactics for recovering her husband. But it, it was just funny uh, seeing this, seeing Erin Cahill uh, be a military wife uh, of course, a, someone who had quote-unquote passed away. So this whole time in the movie, if you guys ever watch How to Get Away with Murder, Frank, evil Frank on How to Get Away with Murder is her good husband. So it's a bit of like a whiplash for me seeing that. But it actually tells a story of Aaron Gale trying to move on and not just trying to move on falling in love, trying to move on. I'm about to marry Steve Lund. So this is Steve Lund's second year, or at least I remember him from last year's movie, um, Debbie McCummer with Caitlin Doubleday on Miracles of Christmas. And he there also had a sad story because they wanted to get pregnant. And, well, Caitlin Doubleday was having a difficult, didn't want to yet, et cetera, et cetera. And now he wanted to get married. And sorry, <laughs> Steve Lund, Christmas part two. Aaron Cahill is not ready to get married. Uh, as if to make things worse, they didn't just, well, I guess not worse or better. I don't know. Maybe for him it's better. He gets his best friend back. Guys, at around like the 1 hour 50 plus minute mark, <laughs> spoiler alert, 
Steve Lund's um, competitor slash best friend, Charlie Weber, also known as Evil Frank from How to Get Away with Murder, the assumed dead husband is alive, guys. He is alive. And I think that was where this whole thing <laughs> threw me off its axis. Chingai, did you see that coming? Absolutely not. Like, I was very wary going into this, but, like, I have faith in Erin Cahill. Like, I'm so happy she signed, like, a, a long-term deal with Hallmark Channel. And so I, I was like, I I thought I knew where this was going, right? She, she tells her kid the bedtime stories, and she moves on. It's like a purging mm-hmm. of sorts. Mm-hmm. But no, no there were, like, <laughs> he was a prisoner from Yemen, <laughs> he was unalived. I, I, I was in shock. And it, you know what else shocked me? The fact that Steve Lund never appeared again. Never. It was like dead husband comes back. And then like, so where was the guy she was going to get married to? I don't yeah. think Charlie Weber gets his best friend back. No. Neither does Steve Lund. Because like, no. how can they be on good no. terms? After after this. Okay, I did not like Steve Lund from last year's movie. And I was like thinking, like, is this gonna be his redemption arc for me? Like, is this is it gonna this be Carlo Marx. Marx week two with Steve Lund? And it was! This is the, the other shocker to me because like, oh, he's pretty good looking. I like him now. Mm. And I think like it's the question is, is Steve Lund destined to be the James Marsden of the Hallmark Cinematic Universe? No, is he no. just going to get his heartbroken movie after movie? I, I hope not. My, 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 my note here says hashtag justice for Steve Lund. I mean, <laughs> they resurrected someone. Guys, I think this is the first time. Honestly, in the ending when they had the apparition, because you know, it was like a, it was lit up like an apparition. Right. Yeah. I honestly thought he was going to tell her, hey, it's okay. You can move, move on. on. You may now marry Steve Lund. And you Enjoy. know, like he's speaking through her, like while he was still presumed dead. Mm-hmm. Like, he was speaking to her a la Joyce in Stranger Things with the Christmas lights <laughs> going on and off in the <laughs> Christmas tree where they first met. Yeah. It's just like, you know, that was that's the assumed yes. ending, right? And, and it's like a, you know, so, she she's just gonna let go of him and it's okay. Yes, this it's was, okay. This was... This like, was not where... Know. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I applaud Hallmark for going this way. Now they have to unpack the PTSD. He was gone for yeah. three years, guys. This is now going to be Homeland, um, Claire Danes and, you know, Damien Lewis uh, on Hallmark. Make it Hallmark because this guy has gone through shit. He was a prisoner of war. Good luck to this child. This is not her father anymore in essence. And I'm just saying that as a fact. Like, this guy is traumatized and has PTSD to the highest level. So, Hallmark, good luck with what you've done. Sorry, Aaron Cahill. You don't have to nurse this guy back to... I don't know what form. And yeah, good job, Steve Lund. You dodged a literal bullet. Kudos to the writers here because like I never thought... like I've been on a Taylor Jenkins read binge. <laughs> I've been reading her books. And the first book I read of hers was very similar to this movie, One True Loves, where uh, there was a husband who was presumed dead <gasps> and she's, <laughs> she's engaged to an old love. And then suddenly the husband comes back. And like, what do you do? Like this intersection between Taylor Jenkins Reid, who's written such great books, mm. and the Hallmark Channel, it just seems like so impossible. But, but no, any anything 
is possible yeah. now. Like, could we get a Daisy Jones in <gasps> the Hallmark channel? But could make we it Hallmark. Get an Evelyn Hugo, but make it Hallmark. <gasps> Another you know, question. I'm Evelyn posing. Hugo, we can. Evelyn Hugo, we can. Hallmark loves a period piece, you know, kind of flashbacky thing. Yeah, layoff grandma. So this could be an MOC thing. Guys, Christmas bedtime stories. I was not snoozing. I was awake. <laughs> they had right until the end. I was like, what the? Um, <laughs> good job, Hallmark. That was a, I mean, nice list for interesting reasons, let me just say. And to think this was our quote unquote worst yeah. of the bunch so guys what a fucking wild ride this week is going to be i mean All just right. when you thought like you you would go to the hallmark channel for like predictable stuff no they throw you this oh they throw yeah you yeah christmas bedtime stories enough of that let's, let's hop on to the other end of the spectrum and sink into something deliciously predictable and cozy <laughs> A Cozy Christmas Inn, starring Jody Sweeten and David O'Donnell. Real estate exec Erica travels to Alaska during the holidays to acquire a B&B, only to discover it's owned by her ex. Soon, she is falling in love with the town and quite possibly him. Ta-da! Garland? It's this adorable little town. It's all about Christmas. Wow. That's Garland for you. <laughs> Can a random reunion... Long time no see. Erica? Reignite a Christmas romance? You two know each other? Maybe it's fate. I don't plan on staying very long. That's what they all say. What's that? Hmm? There does seem to be unfinished business between you two. Are you going to sell the inn? Follow me. I want to show you something. A cozy Christmas inn. This week was so <laughs> exhausting for me because like, I, I thought one thing about Steve Lund. <laughs> I, I did not think that Jodie Sweeten would get her redemption arc either. This is like week after week, guys. We had Carlo Marx <laughs> last week, Steve Lund, and Jodie Sweeten this time around. Jodie Sweeten was never a favorite. Never. If you hadn't noticed. Never. But she has gone the way of Lacey Chabert in Christmas <gasps> Waltz. I mean, this is not Christmas Waltz, okay? I'm just going to shatter that illusion right now. This is not Christmas Waltz. This is a very predictable... This isn't one of those stellar prestige Hallmark movies. But this one is something that, you know, you sink into with a with a cup of hot chocolate and marshmallows. You know, it, it's like a feel-good, warm, fuzzy thing. I never thought that I would get that from Jodie Sweetin, who <laughs> I tend to hate on. But she was... She was so amazing here in that she wasn't annoying. She played it well. I liked her chemistry with fake Patrick Dempsey, <laughs> David O'Donnell. He really does look like McDreamy. And yes. I, I, I like this whole, we, we expect that, you know, going to Alaska, the B&B, all of that. Like, you know, what, what hasn't been said about this before? What makes it different is the fact that it's Jodie Sweetin playing <laughs> someone who is pretty lovable. I'm yeah. rooting for her, and I, I never, I never thought I would do it. Like this is the most live, love, laugh movie of the week <laughs> of the bunch, and that's not a bad thing because sometimes you just really want to live, love, and laugh. <laughs> we do uh, live, love, and laugh, and it's amazing because my my note here says they literally gave. See, um, Candace Cameron, Candace, uh, Candace Cameron Bury, her role, literally. So I did, I did some like Reddit. Yes. So I was curious about this movie, and I looked it up because I was so like enamored by it. I was like, okay, 
you know, they're calling Mr. Holiday. They 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 had this uh, Mr. Holiday who guys is freaking Santa Claus, obviously in the delivery <laughs> business. You know, wink wink. Saint Patrick Dempsey's dad is yes, Santa Claus, basically. Exactly. So he's Santa Claus's kid, right? So he's uh Mr. Holiday and his child who wants to break out and do his own thing. So I guess the log line was, what if Santa Claus's kid wanted to open his own inn? Whatever, right? But they, if you guys didn't notice, in the beginning of the movie, for those who, have, who haven't watched this, they will drop a, a line that says like, oh yeah, his ex, she she's left like Alaska or whatever. So I'm like, oh, that's an interesting thing. You know, they always do say that, you know, that he always is an ex, blah, blah, blah. But then when I went on Reddit and read up on this, apparently this movie is a sequel to a 2014 movie called Christmas <laughs> Under Wraps, also starring fake Patrick Dempsey, David O'Donnell. But it has Candace Cameron Bure as a girl named Lauren who is a doctor who does end up with this guy at the end of the movie, except guess what? They do a sequel to the movie, and it's a whole new girl. I am loving how Hallmark can do this. The possibilities are now endless. I can now go back and think of other Christmas movies wherein I like the guy or I like the girl, and I didn't like who they were paired with, and then come up with a new movie five years later and be like, surprise, we got him a new girl, which I absolutely am for. Yeah, why not? It's your own IP, Hallmark. Yes, redo it. And I think it's another sort of like, fuck you or whatever. Bye, bye, Felicia. <laughs> you know, the CBB who's moved on to GAC. But it really made me like, oh, that's nice and interesting. And obviously, I, I didn't watch the first movie. And now I kind of want to just to see. But why sure? would I want to do that when the good vibes of Jodie Sweet are in my head? Mm-hmm. I think it's it's perfect that they, you know, from from DJ, they gave it to Stephanie. <laughs> it, it, it's like a nice, it's a nice F you, yeah, to... to, yeah. to CCB. Anyway, yeah, this this one is. I think this is something that merits a rewatch. Like every year, they're going to mm. be showing this in the lineup. And like, if it ever came on, I would sit down and watch. Like you know what? what? Like with all these like connections they're making between past and present movies, like they could very well be friends with Julie Gonzalo. Didn't she go to Alaska for Jingle Bell Bride? Yes, she did. And Ronnie yeah. Junior. It is a. <laughs> Hallmark, hear us out. This is the Hallmark cinematic universe that we have been begging for. I know that you guys have tried to do it, you know, with like the Wedding Veil trilogy, uh, Hallmark. And you did it with, you know, Sister Swap in the city and Home for Christmas, Home for the Holidays. Which again, thank you. I will not stop saying thank you for making it the Williams sisters. (laughs) Real sisters. Real sisters. Uh, I mean, you know, the other sisters. But Mm -hmm. yeah, no, I, I am proposing a bigger... Hallmark Cinematic Universe holiday edition wherein people from other movies, I mean, we've seen it with Andrew Walker, you know, cameoing, Tyler Hines cameoing, Paul Walker cameoing, and more of them later on, but let's do it. I think this could have a third movie because I'm really enamored by Cousin Joy, uh, who's the elf that works for Santa, Mr. Holiday. I think the third movie could be passed on to her, like pass on the torch to Cousin Joy. Definitely. Cousin Joy is an elf assistant and uh, we'll find out what her love story is. Mm-hmm. But guys, this is not the end. This is just halfway through the amazing lineup this past week. Uh, we can't wait for you to join us when we're back on But Make It Home. And you are still here with us on But Make It Hallmark. Welcome back. We are counting down the uh, four amazing offerings of uh, Countdown to Christmas and Miracles of Christmas. 
this past weekend, and we are now on our third movie of the bunch. Guys, he's back in our lives, dancing his way, not quite, but still dancing, dancing, because he's American this time around, so it's a jolly good Christmas, with none other than Mr. Will Kemp and Rash Machete. When by-the-book architect David hires free-spirited personal shopper Angie, he finds himself on a wild ride across London in search of the perfect Christmas gift, but finds something he wasn't looking for. You're giving a gift card to your new girlfriend for Christmas. Uh-huh. Huh. A simple request. I need to find the perfect gift. They don't call me the gift whisperer for nothing. Becomes a Christmas oh. in London oh. that's simply unforgettable. Will Kemp, Resh Machete. It can take a lifetime to get to know someone. Sometimes all it really takes is one day. I mean, Chingai, it's Will Kemp. Will Kemp <laughs> does not have to do anything. Will Kemp can be whoever he wants. He, does he want to be a Santa's elf? He can. I'll does he want to be Santa? Does he, he want to be Santa? Yeah. I'll take it. But no, he is this American. American. His accent was on off, but I'll take it. Again, Will Kemp just enters a frame and I melt into a puddle on the Thames. He's this workaholic guy who doesn't have time to buy a gift for his girlfriend. So it's a work-life balance thing versus like following your dreams because Angie, Anjali, Rashmashari, gorgeous, where have you been all our lives? Beautiful actress uh, is struggling to make her business work. And what I really loved about this movie is it felt, as Harry Styles would say, like a movie. <laughs> <laughs> London as a character is fucking amazing. They pulled out all the stops. You know it is a high street department store by the looks of the cavernous, you know, ceilings and the beautiful architecture and, you know, running along the high street, running away from the police, uh, you know, the, the metro uh, police. But like, it, it, it was just amazing. The black cabs, the red buses, they really pulled out all the stops. I, I just want to put like a very like on the set design here of using your, you know, your location. The exact opposite is the... Uh, <laughs> The plus, size, no, no, <laughs> the plus size movie wherein they tried to make a Vogue, but oh, yeah. that closet, that, that terrible Vogue closet, and this London, that is the spectrum. Because, wow, I really felt like I was in London having a jolly good Christmas. Every time she'd say, happy Christmas, like it was just so yeah, cute. Yeah, yeah. Her parents, I loved Angie's parents and the pub that they own. Every Callum Blue playing at another gay colleague. We love Callum Blue. Can we have a Callum Blue, Jonathan, Starcross <laughs> Lovers, Bennett. Jonathan Bennett, yeah. American British gay romance? I'll take it. Guys, I am just, this was so good. Their chemistry was great. Their banter, only a banter Will Kemp can do that Rashma totally kept up with and held her own. The, the Pratt Falls and like, you know, falling into the river and... Just, there is a reason why Will Kemp is so good at what he does. He is just, he he flows through scenes and makes things just look so effortless. And I was so, I had such high hopes for this movie and he knocked it out of the park. I felt all the feels when they ended up at, uh, at the bridge 
on Christmas Eve. <laughs> and yes, this is a cheating movie, technically emotional. Trigger warning. Yeah, trigger warning. <laughs> emotional um, infidelity. But I, I felt it for them at the end when they finally got together and she, she got her book out and, and all that. But Chingai, I mean, Mr. did Mr. Kemp dance his way into your heart? He did, and so did Reshma Shetty. I was so nervous about this movie because, like, number one, I had so many questions. Like, if it's set in London, why are they making Will Kemp an American when everyone watches him for his accent? Yes. But it didn't matter because Reshma Shetty's accent was wonderful and her parents and the hungry Manchester. This was like a comedy of errors. Like it it was almost like a George Clooney, Michelle Pfeiffer, like one fine day (laughs) where everything happens. Like the string of events just unravels and they're trying to fix things and running around town. I love that. I'm getting goosebumps right now. Mm -hmm. I love that scene where they're like walking under an umbrella. They're sharing an umbrella in the rain because it's very London, right? All the scenes in Covent Garden, like they did Every, not scrimp on nothing, their budget. None. They just like pulled all stops and <sighs> it did not look like stock footage, even if it none. was, you know? None. And I, I mean, I, I would believe that they shot there if, you know, yeah. this will come after yeah. all. It reminded me a lot of like, it, this felt like a lot of different movies to me. And this isn't a bad thing. Um, I think it's a wonderful thing when we can pick, like when we can actually cherry pick the best of all these, mm-hmm. like one fine day. We have serendipity where they, <gasps> they meet in the department store and, you know, they trade, they swap bags accidentally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, on the bus, they 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 switch. And and the, the him falling into the lake, that's almost like, kind of like Br- uh, Bridget Jones, but also yes. kind of like Bridgerton. Yes. <laughs> and it's just Pride. so wonderful to see this all play out in one go. I mean, I think all you have to do, Patty, is watch this movie like a couple more times and, and you'll knock COVID out of your system. I think so too. Yeah. I, I might just do that. Uh, and my sore throat will go away. Because uh, honestly, seeing Will Kemp come out of the shower fully clothed. Yeah, with wet hair. Fully clothed with yeah. wet hair was enough to cure me. Exactly. Uh. When they were... Okay, there was this scene where she was like... Okay, this is where like the cheating, the emotional mm. cheating really really peaks, I think, when when she's like fixing the the angel on top of the Christmas mm. tree. And like very briefly, this is less than a second. He assists her by guiding her elbow so her arm reaches it. That scene was like perfect to me. And I feel that it was very well played. I feel that it was intentional because it was just so subtle. But if you pay attention, you see just how much it moves the two of them like along the story, along like falling in love. And we did mention the Hallmark Cinematic Universe growing. We have Callum Blue here, right, as, as um David's friend. Mm-hmm. He's married here, isn't he? Yes, So yes. why don't we just bring Jeremy Jordan ah! from uh, Mix oh, Up in the Mediterranean? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's just do that and, you know, have him open up a restaurant in jolly old London. I miss... Oh my God, even the Christmas party scenes in like a London, like... Mm-hmm. Flat looks so much classier, and like, and the way they like it just felt so posh. That's what it felt like. It felt like a high street Christmas. And Chingai, we were paying attention because apart from that elbow grazing, Mm -hmm. alalay guys, he pretended to not have his car keys 
uh, oh, yes. or his apartment keys because he wanted to spend more time with her. Um, come on, emotional cheating. Sorry, Macy, we know you don't <laughs> like cheating. And that's what I literally... We have a friend named Macy who will probably not be a fan of this movie because of the emotional cheating, which I respect. But Macy, give it a shot. It's beautiful. I have to confess <laughs> that, that I love I love cheating stories. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas everyone. <laughs> Happy Christmas. Ah, Happy the, Christmas. the only nitpick I have and I, I found one. Mm. They didn't call him Father Christmas. They called him Santa. That's it's supposed true, to be Father Christmas. <laughs> it cannot be perfect, but it was close enough. It, it really was. <sighs> if that was close to perfection, I think this next movie was even closer. Like reaching the heavens, levels of perfection. We're talking about ghosts of Christmas always. This has a stacked cast. Involving people we don't know, people we haven't seen before, but stat nonetheless. Kim Matula, Ian Harding, Beth Levell, Laurie Tan Chin, and Reginald Vell Johnson. Catherine is a ghost of Christmas present, and she must help one soul, Peter, rediscover his Christmas spirit. But this year has something unusual in store. You are ghost of Christmas present. Get ready. Whoa. For a Dickens of a romance. I think you are pretty magical. I just get to use magic. <laughs> it never gets old. Ghosts I of Christmas always. Watched this movie on Halloween. <laughs> and if you're not from the <laughs> Philippines, uh, this time of year uh, is when we, you know, like like a lot of other cultures, you know, we go visit um our dead relatives. So mm. I watched this movie in the car as I hop from one cemetery <laughs> to the next. And like, it was like the perfect Ghost. celebration of this season. <laughs> because this is Ghosts of Christmas always. I was so nervous about this movie Same. because I I hate, I hate Christmas Carol retold. Hallmark has never gotten it right. And then they, they made it worse by trying Wizard of Oz. Right? <laughs> So I was a little nervous when they brought it back again. I'm guessing that there will never be a year without Dickens. Mm. But th- this is a literal Christmas miracle because how in the hell did they put a fresh spin on Dickens? I don't know. Okay, so we have like a there's like a hall of ghosts where ghosts gather every year and they're teamed up. And every year they have to Scrooge someone. So Dickens was the very first Scrooging, and it took off from there. So every year they visit someone, and yada yada yada. We know the, you know, you know the drill. The team that we have has this like, adorable lady. What's her name? Arlene as mm. Ghost of Christmas Past, and then we have the headliner Kimatula as Ghost of Christmas Present, and we have like a very Titus Burgess guy. <laughs> I love him. For Ghost of Christmas Future, Kim Matula is so charming. That is like the one word I can come up with. She's delightful. She's like yeah. decked in marvelous Mrs. Maisel attire because I guess she was from the 50s, yeah. right? And she's just beautiful. She's like um, she's like an older Sabrina the Teenage Witch type or very bewitched type mm. Lady, and anyway, she she ends up being seen by someone in the modern world, which doesn't happen. And you know, 
all all these things unravel. Like she's supposed to be scrooging him, but they can't figure out because he's not a scrooge at all. Like why do they need to help him out? And it's so funny that the ghosts can't confer with each other. So they all have a mission for the team, but they have individual missions that they're not supposed to share each other. So nobody really knows what's going on. And I think this is what makes it so fresh because like it it's the same it's the same trope but told so differently and with so many twists that you don't know what's going to happen and honestly i mean i was surprised by christmas bedtime stories with the resurrecting of the dead husband i was surprised by this plot too because like as much as we've seen dickens in the past and as much as we know how hallmark you know puts things together you have a feeling that you know someone's going to fall in love with someone else and maybe there's a twist where that person isn't who you thought it would be like i i was like kind of cringing because I had to pause the movie between cemeteries like I wasn't <laughs> sure I was texting with Patty like oh my god is he gonna fall in love with his grandma and not know it's her <laughs> I was like what, been what is this week it's like bizarre but no like they bring it around and mm. it's just it's just so feel good it's so wholesome it's so funny um even the guy I mean he's not like I guess he's the leading man but like, he's not the headliner because he's not one of the ghosts, right? But mm. even he played into it so well. Like, I feel like he's a... I think you know him from somewhere, right? Yes, but to he's me, from Pretty he's Little like, Liars. Oh, there. I, I To me, he's a mix of, like, when Chris Pratt wasn't... wasn't <laughs> Chris Pratt and a mix of Paul Campbell. Like, very, uh, you know, very every man kind of funny, humorous guy. So there was consistent flirting from beginning to end of this movie, which made it awkward when you kind of think that... He, she might be his grandmother. But like, okay, it, it's all resolved in the end. Everything's fine. <laughs> and and the flirting resumes. <laughs> this was such a high concept movie that I'm I, I know that Scrooge and Ghosts of Christmas, whatever, are staples. But the amount of like layers they put into it to make it fresh were a lot. The fact that all the ghosts of Christmas past, present, future died on Christmas Day. Like, having details like that. Having details like uh, the people who've been Scrooged don't remember. Like, all of these things. Or that there's that the door of... Uh, the, the Great ger- Unknown. The Great Unknown, right? Like, mm-hmm. all these different things that they had to put in to set up this movie. Of course, a lot of work. But they, it was so effortless. Because Kim Matula, whatever she says, you're going to believe it. She is mm-hmm. so... Yeah, effervescent. Just like, yeah, she felt like she felt like she was soothing my sore throat, to be honest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was laughing and crying and just outright like rooting for all of them. When the twist in the middle of the movie is that they got the wrong guy and they were supposed to be <laughs> scrooging um Ian His Harding's dad. dad. It, it makes so, so much more sense, but they couldn't, they only got an extension on timing, but not on who could see them. The way they got uh Peter to help them out it was so, to obviously give them more time to spend together it was just so well done and such a far cry from every other <laughs> christmas carol movie we've had to put up with yes even the palaha one which i like but this has blown it all out of the water you know now that we're talking about this it makes me think how this is kind of like the good place in, in like it's very snappy and funny and like high concept indeed and then we we have like a a dash of chances are with the whole soulmates mm. concept with the romance and also 
I, I, it's amazing. It's amazing that they were able to do this because like never in my life did I think that I would like a Dickens movie told by Hallmark. And with characters or rather with actors that aren't like the biggest stars. Mm-hmm. And it came after, mm-hmm. it premiered the day after Will Will Kemp's movie. Yeah. I think Saturday Saturday nights are probably like their biggest nights. Sunday nights are less so in terms of like programming. And I get that. But that's a pretty, I mean, considering in our part of the world, we watch it as on a Monday. So like, you know, neither here nor there. But it was such a big bet and it paid off. The side characters were amazing. Arlene is the funniest ghost of Christmas past. I, I love how when they Scrooge, that that singer, she ends up helping them to flirt with the dad. Like all these <laughs> details were so cute and just so fun. I was laughing out loud by myself and coughing laughing because my throat hurt so much. But it was so so good and i just want to commend hallmark on like this is how you do i don't know allegories it, it's so yeah. good and it's not it's not that stupid thing like the lowest of lows is me turning my back on wizard of oz <laughs> like that was the lowest of the lows this one was one x paused so many times because i wanted to like really make sure i was paying attention mm-hmm. and kim matula Ian Harding, I would love you guys in more things because I really wanted to see more of them and I'm 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 rooting for them so hard. Even like the the cuts, like with the title cards of like the scrooging of Peter, um, strike out, you know, Robert Peter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it it was so it's so it was so well done. So well done, Hallmark. You Good know, job. this is this adds on to my theory that they're actually listening to us because we've complained year <laughs> after year about these movies and like wow, they gave us a perfect one. They gave us a perfect one. It was perfect, guys. I we graded on a curve this week, and yet, and yet, and yet, we can't say skip any one of them. So what a good problem to have! Wow, I don't know. Is is it all downhill from here? I hope not, because we still have our um, three men and a baby a movie coming up. I think next week or in two weeks' time. And two weeks' time. It, it it's gotta be good. I'm excited for the uh, Kimberly Sustad one. The meta making a Hallmark movie. So, how about Luke McFarlane and Ali Sweeney? Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> with that, we'll be back <laughs> with our favorite segment, Mary Kill, after the break. Perfect week edition. This is going to be interesting. I would like to know, Patty, who are you killing off this week? I mean, <laughs> we've raved about every single movie. Um, okay, you know what? I'm just doing the right thing mm-hmm. by killing Aaron Cahill's original husband. He was already <laughs> dead. Kill him again. Just to like, you know, so she can move on with Steve Land. Make things right. Make things yeah. right. Sorry, mm-hmm. sorry, Frank. Uh, how to get away with murder, Frank. I I will murder you. He was evil it's there time. anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It goes around, comes around. I'm sorry, dude. I got, you gotta go. How about you, Chingai? Who are you killing? Uh, I think it's gonna be a kamikaze mission for me this week because I just said, like, kill me. Kill me now. Because <gasps> I have no one to oh kill. My God. So just kill me. <laughs> this is the first time you're... Ki- 
Chingai, don't kamikaze yourself. <laughs> but I understand. Right? It is an insane week of uh, mm-hmm. amazing movies. Okay, mm-hmm. but maybe don't kill yourself first because you gotta yeah, fucking marry got someone. Some fucking to yeah. Do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this was tough for me, but I'm fucking well camp. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> uh, I want to marry him, but then I think I prefer marrying British Will Kemp. So American yeah. Will Kemp is just for fucking. Um, plus, I know he's an emotional cheater, so it's just best that we fuck. Mm-hmm. He'll be yeah, your American way. boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he will be my American boy. American yeah. boy. Yeah. What about you? As for me, I've been really opening new doors for myself <laughs> <laughs> since this season started. So last week it was a woman, and this week uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be fucking Will Camp and Resh Machete. <laughs> I'll be the third. <laughs> Both of them. It's, it's such a good couple. You know what? Right? Rashma's quite hot. She is. She was so beautiful. Yeah. I don't blame you at all. I would. Co- I mean, this if is you're a- gonna, if you're gonna be fucking hook up, you can come, come and join. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you, you fuck first, thruple, thruple it up, and I'll be yeah. like, need a fourth, and then I'll come join. Okay. Because honestly, their chemistry was electric. They look so good when they were all dressed up. They look when they look good when they were dressed down. Uh, they look good in the pub. They look good in the ballroom. They look so good. I would fuck them too. Um, congrats! I, I'm super proud of you, Chingai, for really opening up your horizons. Thank you, thank you. Okay, let's move on to commitment this time. Who are you marrying, <laughs> Patty? Um, I am marrying. I mean, pretty obvious. I'm marrying Ian Harding, uh, also known as Peter, Good Boy Peter, from Ghost of Christmas Always. He's just, he deserves to be happy with me. <laughs> I've never heard you pick the nice one. I know. <laughs> Ever. I know. This You're is opening the, new doors too. I am opening new doors as well. I rarely pick the nice guy. But he's so, like, I was so inspired by his <laughs> niceness. that I'm like, I want to turn over a new leaf and, and be a nice person too. The thing about him is he wasn't just a nice guy. He was funny. Like mm-hmm. he was self-deprecating. And he was like, he was like so self-aware of like, wait, I'm I'm being scrooged. Like it was uh, he's so cute. In the, tra- in the tradition of your former husband, he's also rich. Well, I mean, <laughs> let's uh, not forget I need the financial I mean, the security. Boys club, right? <laughs> of Patty's husband. Of course. Uh, I have a type, obviously. <laughs> financial stability is very key. But also he's funny. Um, but yeah, rich. And funny. <laughs> and rich. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you marrying? Well, in, in this week's like unpredictable choices, I'm marrying fake Patrick Dempsey. <laughs> 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 Call oh me Mrs. God. Claus. <laughs> no. You're gonna you be Mrs. Why? Claus. Because I think like Is he gonna take care of you? Me- He's a good. Yeah. <laughs> this is so predictable and yet unpredictable at the same mm-hmm. time. Like he he's a he's a good person, right? He's an architect. He he likes the inn. Uh, he stood up to his parents. He doesn't want to, you know, like he stood up for what he wants in life, and I think that's good. Also, he's not as handsome as Patrick Dempsey, so mm. it's not too you not know, too intimidating. Too intimidating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and he was real. He was real, he and was. he yeah. he was so upfront about his feelings for. Yeah. Jody, no I, beating um, around the bush. One for the everyman. So my, 
<laughs> my vote goes to David O'Donnell this week. <laughs> Aww. Well, I'm excited to go to your wedding up in Alaska. And yeah, you can come to our estate wherever we are because we're very rich. Shingai, um, we've reached the end of week two. And what a week it was. Clearly a very good week for Hallmark and we hope many, I hope this is an omen of good things to come because so far, weeks one and week two, not too bad. But next week, we got a little, we a little training. <laughs> is this the uh, Lacey Shaberification of Ali Sweeney this year? I don't know. We'll find out. If you guys aren't uh, haven't subscribed to the pod, please do like, subscribe, share with a friend. We'd really appreciate it. Write us a review. Let us know what you think about it on our socials at Make It Hallmark on Twitter and at But Make It Hallmark on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you guys. Tell us what you're thinking about these movies thus far. And yeah, thanks, Chingai. And thanks, thanks. everyone for joining us this week. Uh, we hope to see you guys next week when we watch another freaking four plus movies. <laughs> Merry, Merry Christmas! Christmas.